Hi there. If you're hearing this, then you're on our public podcast feed. Normally, Yes on the Go audio articles stream just on our private subscribers only podcast feed. But today, we're airing this on the go audio article in its entirety for everyone. If you like what you hear and want more of it, become a subscriber at yescollective.co and you'll get access to our entire library on your very own members only podcast feed. Welcome to Yes Collective on the Go, where we bring you the audio version of a Yes Collective expert team article. This is for all of us parents who are too busy or, let's face it, too worn out at the end of the day to read. But we still want the mental and emotional wellness tools that the Yes Collective expert team serves up. This episode of Yes Collective on the Go is an audio version of my article entitled The Ten Laws of Emotional Physics. I start out with a quote by the Canadian psychologist, Douglas Totter. He says, emotions are not rational, but they are lawful. So what does this quote mean? Let's first take a step back to recognize that emotions fundamentally are feelings in our bodies. These feelings are like an alert signal sent from parts of our mind that think something important is happening in our environment. So how do parts of our mind know what's important and what's not? These parts draw on past experience, emotional wounds, abuse, neglect, abandonment, lack of secure attachment, emotional repression, and so on. These parts examine the present environment, looking to protect against things that hurt them in the past. The way your boss or partner said that thing can bring up intense emotions because you have a part of your mind that saw what they said as threatening. Why? because it fit a pattern that caused emotional pain in the past, likely in childhood. Emotions are not rational because there's no objective link between the thing that was said today and the emotional wound in childhood. But emotions are lawful because in your inner system, it makes perfect sense that the thing your partner said would feel threatening if it fits your own experienced pattern of emotional pain from your childhood. That intense feeling wasn't outwardly rational, but it was internally lawful. The laws of emotional physics follow this logic. From a rational outsider perspective, they don't make a lot of sense. Emotions shouldn't work like this, but from the inside, they make perfect sense. So law number one, an emotion does not come from the whole of you. It comes from an inner part that got triggered. So everyone has three main types of inner parts, and they all carry emotions. First, there's parts that have been emotionally wounded in the past. The younger, the more powerful they are. Second, protective parts that keep up appearances and repress the wounds. And then third, we have avoider parts that distract and numb our attention from our wounds. Now, there's also a fourth part that really isn't a part. This is your core, true self that gets covered up by the other parts throughout your life. Law number two, your body is the pathway to your emotions. So emotions are not primarily mental happenings. They're embodied sensations. The only way to feel, process, and understand your emotions is to learn how to be fully present and comfortable in your own body. When you learn how to slow down and be present in your body, 
your emotions will be waiting for you. Law number three, if you repress one emotion, you end up repressing all emotions. All of your parts and all of your emotions are connected in a larger system. When you repress one part of the system, it represses the whole. Opening up to one emotion opens you up to all emotions. For example, opening yourself up to true love for another person necessarily opens you up to sadness, despair, and grief when they're gone. Repressing sadness, despair, and grief closes you off to true love. Law number four, when you get emotionally triggered, it's yours. Being triggered is a state of feeling intense negative emotion. There's almost always a clear outward cause, an unfair, neglectful interaction, a toddler meltdown, an insensitive demand, and so on. But if your reaction is emotionally intense, then that's a sign that whatever happened in your outward environment is triggering deeper emotional wounds. Another person with different emotional wounds would have handled the same situation with greater ease. Your healing lies in turning toward your own wounds rather than the outward source of the trigger. Law number five, the parts you most dislike in yourself are the parts most in need of compassion and curiosity. We all have feelings, thoughts, and behaviors we don't like. The most common reactions to these parts are control, repression, shame, and avoidance. While this might work on some parts for some amount of time, it ultimately creates more suffering because these parts are inextricably connected to us. Troublesome parts ultimately need to be healed and integrated into us, not pushed away. When we turn toward the parts in us we dislike the most, we'll find that they hold the keys to our deepest, most authentic healing. Law number six, what you do not allow yourself to feel cannot be healed. We all need emotional healing because no one makes it out of childhood and adolescence without some emotional wounding. It would be nice if these wounds could be healed without us having to face the original confusion, fear, aloneness, and helplessness that caused the wound. But emotional physics doesn't work like that. We can only heal what we're willing to feel. Number seven, every human has a core essential self that is undamaged, whole, and full of all the qualities they need in their life. No law of emotional physics needs to be taken on faith. They're all available to be experienced firsthand. But this one might need to be approached at least initially with faith if you're a hardcore materialist or have a religious belief that doesn't align with this idea. In any case, if you think, feel, and act as though this law were true, then you will eventually experience it as tangibly as any other embodied feeling. When you're in touch with your core essential self, you'll feel an uncomplicated sense of compassion, curiosity, clarity, confidence, patience, playfulness, and so much more. It's all there right inside. The core self is not like any other inner part. It can't be seen because it is the seer, can't be observed because it is the observer. We notice it by its effects mentioned above, its calmness, a feeling of connection, compassion, and more. Law number eight, your heart center is the portal 
to your core self. So how do you access your core self? How do you know when you're connected to it? Well, the easiest way is to feel into the part of your body that lights up when you say, my heart is full or my heart is broken. That is your heart center. And the more it's open and spacious, the more access you have to your core self. Law number nine, nothing but your core self can truly heal your emotional pain. Emotional pain shows up in our lives as feelings of constriction, fear, inadequacy, avoidance, and numbness. We think that our partner, family, career, shiny new things, a vacation, and so on will solve our problems and ultimately heal us. But nothing and no one can ultimately heal us except for the love, compassion, and patience that's already in abundance in our core self. A skilled therapist, coach, or guide can walk alongside you and facilitate you getting to know your core self. Law number 10, deep, lasting, emotional healing happens when all the parts of your mind learn to trust your core self. A skilled therapist, coach, or guide is a model of the compassion, love, and patience your core self would have toward your inner defensive and wounded parts. Over time, you'll begin to see that there's a force within you that holds that same compassion, love, and patience. Your parts begin to relax and heal as they develop trust in your core self. All right. Thanks for joining us for this Yes Collective on the go. We'll be doing many more of these, so stay tuned. <music>